Thank you guys for tuning into my podcast, Cupcakes and Conversation. On this show, we'll be striving to find the sweeter moments in life over cupcakes and wine as we come together to overcome life's everyday storms while also cherishing the small victories along the way. We are in control of our own happiness and we bring out that happiness from within ourselves through self-love, open discussion, and most importantly, the forgiveness of ourselves. So let's change the narrative for the better and I look forward to our next bite. Hey, sweet sweets. This week we have my little mini me, my sister, Danielle, aka the owner of foreverwealthyapparel.com. Yeah, yeah. And we have my boo thing, Janelle, the owner of benevolentcbd.com. Awesome. So, do we want the ring or do we want the person? Does the person come with money? I mean, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, I thought he might want to come with Jesus first, but we'll take, we'll take it. You know, I can lead him to Jesus. I say both. You going to lead him to Jesus? Have you been led to him yet? I, okay. Hey, yeah. Jesus you need some help? Jesus homie. Like this. Two flats of Cadillac. Like, like this. That part. No, but seriously, like when you think about it, do you want the ring of the person? If we look at... I hate to use the word like society, but women, not all women, certain women, like they want that ring. They want the, the, the status quo to say I'm engaged, to say I'm married, not thinking about who they're really engaged or married to, you know. And then it's like later on, it's like he does this or he does that or what's going on. Boo-boo, didn't you know that he was this before you got married? Didn't you know this before right. you said yes? Or did you just want that ring to floss for the ground? Like I just need an understanding. I think you just have to, you have to get to know someone first before you say that's a big step for marriage. That's a big step to get mm-hmm. the ring. And But before that ring, like, do we get along? Can we mesh? Like, is my attitude what you really want to deal right. with? Do I want to deal with your attitude? Do I want to deal with you when you mad? Like, right. do I want to deal with you when you wake up in the morning? Like, do I really want to deal with you at all? Not just. <laughs> like, can I see myself with you waking up to you every day? Like, every day. Like or smelling it, like morning room. That's all rolling over and be like, real. "Oh my god!" Like you still here? Because sometimes you be like, Are you, "You you still here?" But in all honesty, <laughs> I think that it boils down to us knowing like our self worth and what we want for ourselves and for our lives before we can even bring somebody else in. Correct. But you also have to look at there are genuinely people who feel pressured into getting married rather it's family friends society saying like how old are you or you know that new saying now or old saying like girl when them a's gonna hatch like they <laughs> like they've been sitting there <laughs> you know like you ain't got no babies yet and then sometimes women begin to think like dang i am 35 or i am a certain age i'm not married i'm not engaged i don't have any children on the way let me go ahead and just jump on this bandwagon and get it taken care of and then three months three years down the line you're like who the hell am I married to? Right. Like, who I don't is even this? like this person. Right. Or who who is he? Like, that was the same person you said yes to. Did you just not realize that you said yes to them? Mm-hmm. Were we just like, oh, my God, he proposed. <laughs> I'm not even sure if that's relevant in my generation today, honestly, because people are shacking up more than ever. Yep. On top of shacking up, they're just, you know, either just living their best life, as they call it, and just out here doing anything with anybody. So I don't think it's too much of a relevance as far as, oh, I'm 30. Like, for instance, I'm 28 and I'm not married and I don't have any kids. 
I am fine with that. Kids are a lot of responsibility. It costs money. And I like my money. <laughs> I mean, you're okay with it. And you have a thing about it. It also plays a part into your maturity. That too. Mm-hmm. And you're 28 and you're fine with it. But you have some women who are 28 and who aren't fine with it. In their head, they're thinking, I'm about to be 30. I'm not in a serious relationship. I'm not even dating anyone seriously. So, you know what I'm saying? Where right. am I going? So then it starts to, let me just go ahead and, you know, find somebody who's first ready thing, for marriage. First thing right. coming. Yeah. And then you get into it. And it's not genuinely who you want. Like, this person don't respect you. They don't adore you. They don't appreciate you. But you said yes. And now you're in it. And now you're miserable. And you want to make everybody else around you miserable. Mm-hmm. Heffa, don't call me. I don't want to <laughs> talk about it. Because we had the conversation. Or you had the conversation. Like, I tell people, before you say yes, or you get to that point in saying yes, know who you're with. Know who you're about to say yes to. Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to change because you said I do. Right. And they're not going to change because you said yes. Mm-hmm. If they weren't coming home before, boo-boo, they're not coming home when you get married or right. engaged. Mm-hmm. If they don't care about your feelings before, they're not going to care about your feelings now. Yeah. If they give you, they, they behind the kiss, oh, what you think going to happen? Oh, they're just going to do a 360 and change? It does not work like right. that. And sometimes I feel like if we understand what we want, who we want, what we want in a person, it will be easier for us to say yes or no to the relationships that we decide to get into because Mm -hmm. they're showing you who they are in courtship. Right. It's just up to us to open our eyes and say, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. Now, we've all been victim to it. I know I have when you're in a relationship and you fall in love with the the representative of the person. Right. The potential. Yeah, the potential. That Mm -hmm. part. And then you start to peel back them layers and realize, oh, this ain't who I want to be with. But take your time to peel back those layers. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that you can't fall in love in six months and get married. I'm not going to say that because I don't know what God has for nobody. I know people who dated for three, four months was like, this is my wife. This is my husband. Got married on month six. And then they made it last for forever. Mm -hmm. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like you need to peel back some things, understand some things, understand like each other's past, where you want to go to. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. In your future. Are you going? Are you can, can you make that work? I think it's also a good a good idea to go to counseling if you start to if you're dating someone and you start to think hey maybe you know this is a step that I want to take I think you should do I think you should go to Absolutely. counseling just to um, have that um, that third party to try to kind of guide don't talk you about through. counseling because Belfon was like, oh, we're going to do premarital counseling. I was like, for what? We're not even engaged. That fool done signed us up for premarital <laughs> counseling. The elders at the church calling us like, are you ready? Ready for what? Like, we're not even engaged. Oh, that had that happen to me before. Girl, <laughs> here we like, are in premarital what? counseling and everybody around us is engaged or just got married and we sitting here dating. And you know I had an attitude. Like, the first two weeks, I don't care what they said. I wasn't listening. <laughs> but that was my immaturity because I was like, why are we here? But he made a good point where we both been married before. So before we get to that point and we were getting there, let's find out, are we ready for marriage mm-hmm. again? Mm-hmm. You know, do, are we bringing in what I won't do, what I won't take, what I won't allow into this marriage? And then this marriage fails. So right. he had good intentions behind it. But in the beginning of it, I couldn't respect those or understand those intentions because I was like, I don't want to. I didn't want to look foolish. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't want to be in this class. And I'm like, oh, well, how long have you been engaged? Well, how long have you been engaged? Oh, we're oh, <laughs> we're just dating. What? (laughs) I think it's also important for the two people to have the conversations, those hard conversations, like how are you with money? Like, you know, 
terrible. <laughs> Girl, don't, oh my God. don't let Chanel or Louis Vuitton come out with something. Yes, finance is like one of the things that definitely breaks up relationships and mm-hmm. marriages because nobody actually has that conversation. Like, for, And it's not even about how much that other person makes because I've been in a relationship where I've made more money than the person I was dating and then eventually they came up. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that you have to figure out if you're willing to deal with. Mm-hmm. But also his spending habits wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Mine's might have been a little bit worse because, you know, <laughs> sale is a sale. Right. Everything is a sale to her. That thing can go down to 5%. Oh, I'm buying it. Girl, it only went down five cents. But that's five that's percent five. less. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. But I think on the other side of it is that in all seriousness, it's like, do do you show your true colors in the beginning or do you wait or do we not even recognize it? Meaning that, for instance, they may be really, really selfish. And I'm talking about like, oh, I haven't eaten today but they didn't think to ask me had I eaten mm-hmm. or you've cleaned up and they come in and they throw their stuff all over the place or you cook and you're like, can you put the dishes up or wash the dishes? And they're looking at you like what? Like those things happen. Mm-hmm. And then we turn the blind eye to it like, oh, it's OK. I understand. He was just tired or he just stopped and got him something to eat. And it's not just to mail bash because I don't want it to seem like we're mail bashing because there are very selfish women. I'm, I'm, I was selfish at one point. I'm selfish as hell. I was too. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm out here doing me. Like, oh, you didn't eat. Why didn't you eat? Like my mentality right. was, you, was you grown? But <laughs> you have to have that conversation. So it's like, okay, hey, so you were gone all day today, and you don't know if I ate or not. But you stopped and got you something to eat on the way home. You didn't think about me. And the other person can either be like, well, like he would say, like, well, you grown. But then it's like. Are you always going to be like that? Is right. that always going to be your response? Do you ever think That's about me? That's something that I look for look for in a in a person. Like, see if I'm okay. Because when a lot of times when people have been on their own for a long time, they've been single and they've been doing things on their own. It's hard for them to ask for help or ask for anything. So, in I kind of like for you to ask. You know, have you done this or are you okay? Mm-hmm. Instead mm-hmm. of Checking just on you. yeah, Assuming. instead of just assuming that you know I have, and it's not only that. I think out of all three of us, I think we're all considered that strong friend. So mm-hmm. when you're considered that strong friend or that strong person, mm-hmm. nobody actually thinks to check on right. you because and sometimes it can be our fault too. Like for instance, I know I go through things sometimes, and I'd be like, I'm okay, and honestly, I really yeah. do be okay. Mm-hmm. But when the moments I don't be okay, nobody checks on me. Right. And it's like, because I'm where always okay. Right, like, where y'all at? <laughs> but, you know, that happens in relationships, mm-hmm. too. It like, does. I've had people tell me I'm too independent mm-hmm. because I don't... So, when it comes to stress, I don't really stress. I, In my mind, I'm just sitting here trying to figure out right. my next step. Mm-hmm. And once I figure it out, I'm like, okay, cool. But I don't really actually stress like that. But to the person that I'm with, they're sitting here like... Oh, she don't want to be there. Yeah. She got it. So, mm-hmm. I had to learn how to dim that down a little bit and show that I can depend on you but I ain't really dependent on you right. but I can <laughs> you know just a little bit like I, I can like let you be know. my helpmate yeah. yeah people like to know that they're needed yeah so well I mean when you say needed like like what you mean needed cause you know people want to feel do wanted they, but yeah, needed they as want, well yeah they want to feel like you want them or you need them okay so push pause you in a relationship pause, pause. you in a relationship right 
And in the beginning, you know, he's doing all the stuff you want him to do. He's opening your door. He's, you know, picking up the tab here and there. I firmly believe that, you know, it's 50-50. Like, I don't think a guy should always pay for the meal or the outing every time y'all go out. That's just me. No, that's you, true. You know, so, you know, y'all are splitting it 50-50. You right. have a really good time. You feel like you're having these so-called intimate conversations, you know, to get to know each other. Cool, no problem. Boom, he proposes. You say yes, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, now you're engaged. We had this beautiful engagement. Shoot, save the dates, then went out. And all of a sudden, he flipped the script. I'm talking about, like, flipped the script. Like, he ain't answering your phone calls, not answering your text messages. Y'all don't live together. I'm assuming you don't live together, but if you do live together, he ain't coming home or you don't talk to him until the next day. Like, he completely changes, do a 380. You know, like, where are you at? What's going on? He don't want to answer questions. The questions you're asking, it's like, why you why you pressure me? You know, where's all this coming from? Meanwhile, you've been doing X, Y, Z the whole time. So do you go forward with the wedding or do you just walk, do you just say no? Absolutely not. Well, no, I wouldn't go. You would say absolutely not. I wouldn't go forward with it, but I would I would maybe postpone it and, you know, try to get to the bottom of the issue if he really wants to. If 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 he's having second thoughts, I wouldn't necessarily just say no right off the bat. Okay, so oh, you no. say you're not saying no off the bat, but she's like, oh, mm-hmm. no, we calling it we calling it completely off. So if I was that person in the if I was that person, I was like, no, I'm still going to get married. Um, you know, it's it's, it's going to be okay. You know, maybe the, the wedding is stressing him out or whatever's going on. And then you get married, and then this is really who they are. Now they're completely coming out their closet. They're completely showing you, like, who, you, who, who they are. Mm-hmm. But mind you, you begin to see these little bitty hints of who they truly are. You still said yes. You still walked in. And to me, when you say yes, you enter into that covenant. Yeah. Not only did you say yes to this person, but you say yes to God. And I don't know about y'all, but me and JC, like, that's my homie, but I'm not playing with him. Because <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Girl, that's JC. That's my homeboy. Like, let me tell you, me and God be having our talks. And I be like, yo, JC, I know you playing with me. Like, Jesus Christ, that's my homie. You seen them TikToks where God be like, what this girl want? And then, yeah, that's you. That's that be, you. That be me. But that's that's when we have an you know, you know, me and JC moments. He'd be like, "What, Kia? Like, what, what, what is it now?" But in all truth, it's like, okay, now this person is showing me who they are. Do I? Am I strong enough to walk away? You know what I'm saying? Am I embarrassed to walk away? Because you truly know, like, I don't care what no one say, you truly know if someone is not meant for you. Mm-hmm. If you start calling your girlfriends, your good Judys, your families, and you're like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I should go through with this. He's doing this. He's doing that. She's doing this. She's doing that. And you still say yes. Why do you feel as if those around you are supposed to just sit there and take your woes now? When right. we when we have advised you, don't do it. I can't. I would never tell anyone to leave their marriage. Mm-hmm. But if the marriage was not of God, or if the person was not for you, then why go through with it? Like, why not be strong enough to say, "Hey, dog, no, no, no hard feelings." And you know what I'm saying? What... And, and step and step aside. I respect the hell out of somebody who would rather say no, right, to the proposal, or say we need to not get married or postpone it, than to say yes, mm-hmm. enter into that covenant. Go through with this marriage and then want to make everybody else around you miserable. Why? Right. My attitude don't allow for that. My patience don't allow for because I'm going to get to the point where like, hey, what you say yes for? So because you miserable, you want me to be miserable? Or because you upset, you want me to be upset? Because then you start to internalize that. And I got my own marriage. And y'all know my husband. He be like, look here, shawty. (laughs) 
understand, you know what I'm saying, what your homie going through. But don't bring that over here. Like, don't bring it into this household because you mm-hmm. begin to take it in, mm-hmm. especially if it's someone that means something to you. Then you're beginning to internalize what they're going through, and you're trying to process how to help them or how to save them. But I can't help you or save you if you don't want to be helped or saved from the beginning. Right. Well, first of all, Jesus saved everybody, so that's not your job to be Captain Girl, we're not Saber. at the cross trying to I'm bail. Just- <laughs> what you said, JC? You said JC is your best friend, right? That's I'm talking about your best dog. friend. You talk, oh, okay? Man, so, my, that's my dog. So <laughs> he's sitting right next to me, so I can talk oh, about him right now. You know, he's sitting next anyway. To you. It's his way. <laughs> it's, but honestly, no, um, it's like, when do you say enough is enough? As a person who's going through it, as a person who's listening to the person going through it, when do you say enough is enough? Because you can't be their saving grace. You never could. They have to want to get out of it themselves. But when, as a person, as a friend on the outside, do you say, you know what, I can't deal with this? Because at the end of the day, you're becoming an enabler. That's true. Mm-hmm. You're letting them say, you know what, it's okay. I might go through this. You know, everybody go through relationship issues. That's where it, that's where that um that thought process comes in as well. Like for instance, you and your husband may have arguments here and there, and they might be healthy discussions. They might be bad arguments, but it's a normal marriage thing. They might sit here and internalize their issues that aren't normal, like not coming home for days or hours or whatever, or, you know, communication problems and stuff as normal mm-hmm. issues. Turning, turning the phone over, turning because it you're on listening. silent. Right. Yeah. But they're going to sit there and think that that's normal relationship stuff or our relationship go through stuff, too, just because you're that listening ear telling them, well, you know, just do this or do that. But is it really your place? Is it really your place to tell somebody like, girl, don't 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 go through with it? Like, is it, no. is, is, it no. is it your place to say, don't go through with it, don't do it? Like, if you're having issues in the, the courtship and we're like, well, is this really what you want? Do you really want to go through with this? Like, you you give those hints to make them think or you give those, I guess they call them open-ended questions mm-hmm. to make them really sometimes take a step back. But is it really your place as a good friend to say, don't go through with the marriage. Like, and I'm going to be honest, I've had a friend and I did tell her, like, don't go through with it. And mm-hmm. I was like, and I was like, if you're this miserable, mm-hmm. if you're so unhappy, if you keep questioning his actions, if you keep saying things are not changing, things have not been changed. Why are you entering into this marriage? Right. Like, because I'm I'm going to be like, y'all know me. I'm I'm just too open, honest. I'm, I'm going to say, but I'm like, why? Why go through with it? Because it's not going to change. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that somebody won't change because prayer changes things. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people, and I have seen it where people actually enter into their covenant and they're like, dang, I'm in it. I took this 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 vow to this person before, you know, right. God. So let, let me get my act together. And they do change. But sometimes they don't change. Right. Or they may change temporarily and then flip the script back on you. Mm-hmm. But it's like you wanted that ring so bad. That you said yes. Mm -hmm. So when you say yes, you say yes to the not answering your calls, not coming home, ignoring your text messages, disrespecting you, having no regard for you. Right. The devil is a lie. But but they said yes to it. Mm -hmm. You say the devil is a lie, but they said yes to it. You might not be willing to say yes, but you you have to understand how, how, how emotionally mature were you and are you? I think it also depends on their character as well. So when you enter into a marriage, before you enter into a marriage, before you enter into a relationship or dating in general, you have to make sure yourself is right. You have to make sure you don't dealt with those inner demons, mm-hmm. your childhood trauma. Childhood trauma causes a lot of issues in relationships, like a lot of issues. And people fail to realize that. Like if you have issues with your mom or issues with your dad and you have not settled that, mm-hmm. it's going to show up in your relationship. And then that person has to try to help fix you. 
And right. it don't always work that way. It rarely doesn't, you know, work where your childhood trauma works out that way. So mm-hmm. you, as a per- before you go into dating to go lead into a relationship and marriage, you have to make sure that within yourself that you are ready to deal with another person. Mm-hmm. Because if you're broken yourself or if you're going through something yourself, you can't be another person. You can't be there for the other person. Well, that's, what Kyle, that's, that's what they had said when Tyler Perry had said that uh, hero syndrome, where somebody comes in and shows you where you're hurting and they try to fix it and you fall in love with the person that helped to fix you. But they weren't meant to be your spouse. Like they're just sometimes people are in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And mm-hmm. if the person came into your life just to help you to heal from some things, that don't necessarily mean that's your spouse. But right. you fall in love with it because you were broken, as Danielle said, you were broken and they came in and showed you or helped to remind you of your self-worth, that you're worth more than this, that whatever this person did to you is not you. You don't have to carry on this baggage. You can let it go. And then you fall in love with the, oh, my gosh, he or she helped me and they prayed with me and they held my hand. But maybe they were only sent into your life just to help you heal. And then you fell in love with it. And then you said yes to it. And then you found it later on that both of y'all making each other miserable. Oh, so we're renaming Captain save a that's what I mean, doing. hey, okay. <laughs> Captain Abel Hall was real, okay? Let me t- but we're naming it the hero syndrome now. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, if you, Tyler Perry clear, had said it back in that movie, why you know. did I get married? Okay. They had said Captain he- Abel Hall is not dead, all right. Yeah, at all. <laughs> well, she said <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want you to. Be, I don't want to be Captain Saberhole. Okay. I don't I'm want, not Captain Saberhole. Oh, we know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad because you so. Ooh, she's so mean. I am not mean. I, I just want to know anybody out there who. No, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't be Addison. My niece has already put me out there so bad. Oh my god. Addison says she don't. She's like I'm not gonna be like my aunt. I'm not gonna be 27 and single as a Pringle because she ain't even dating. Really? It's not, I was wow. like, it's not that wrong with being she 27. But again, and I have to train her at nine mm-hmm. that there is no time limit on when to be in a relationship. Like, just because you're 27 doesn't mean you have to be in a relationship, marry, or have right. children. Everyone's I, different. I just mm-hmm. had that conversation with Jory. Every, every, every Valentine's Day, she flips because Aww. she's seeing all of the, you know, her friends and everything with boyfriends and going out and you know the the teddy bears and all of this stuff and she can't handle it so i just told her you know you're you're 19 yeah you have plenty of time i'm 45 i didn't get anything for valentine's day you know it's okay you got your whole life ahead of you you get to figure out what you like what you don't like what you're not going to take and just take your time They'll, whoever's meant to be there, they'll come. They'll find you. Right. So if you had to walk away with one nugget to lead to somebody, in reference to you being with the either accepting the ring or being with the right person, what mm-hmm. would your nugget be? Get to know the person first. My nugget is first of all, diamonds are worthless. They're only first. They are no, really. If you do your research, diamonds are actually worthless. One person owns all of the diamonds, and that's why they marked up the price. So if you're really going after the ring, you're playing yourself. I just feel like you have to know your self worth. Like mm-hmm. know who you are. Know what makes you happy. You have to be. You have to be happy and complete within yourself before bringing somebody else in. They should right. add to your completeness, but don't look for somebody to come in and complete you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you mean more to yourself than you'll mean to anybody else. Absolutely. Hey, sweet sweets. Thank you for listening to the Cupcakes and Conversation podcast. 
Did you discover anything new about yourself? Could you relate to any part of our discussion? All laughs aside, remember every topic discussed at the table is for our individual betterment and our collective advancement to the sweeter moments we all deserve. Put what we said today to good use, and I'll see you next week on a brand new episode for another face-to-face and another delicious bite.